Welcome to a new episode of Hot Marriage Cool Parents. We are so happy you're here. We have a giveaway going live right now on our Instagram pages. They're at Doug Hainer, at Jamie N. Otis, at Hot Marriage Cool Parents, and at Henley Grace Hainer. That's our whole family. <laughs> um, but yeah, we have 35,000 loyal followers on Hot Marriage Cool Parents page. And I just want to genuinely, from the bottom of my heart, thank every single one of you. I mean, this podcast, it's literally us just sharing who we are, like our truths and just the ins and outs of it, the good, bad, and the ugly, and just kind of trying our best to connect with you guys and just trying to get to know you more and, you know, kind of make you our friend. Like we, I'm always like that girl that wants to make everybody her friend. And Doug's just that guy that everybody wants to be friends with. And I'm like, wait, be friends with me too. No, but seriously, I I do feel so fortunate. And I feel like we are, you know, even though we don't get to see each other every single day face to face, we get to meet here on the podcast every single week. And it's too bad there's not a place right within the podcast other than like just leaving a review, but there's no way that you that we can like actually engage and interact. So that's why we we're always like, go to our Instagram pages so we can actually hear from you and, you know, get your feedback and we also love your five-star reviews. We'll always give you guys a shout out for a five-star review because that's like the only way that we get to hear back from you and, and know that what we're doing is something that you like. Speaking of five-star reviews, this one really meant a lot to me because I feel like she just gets us. So it's from She's My Girly. And she said, real and inspiring. She said, thank you for putting out a podcast that's real, honest, and inspiring. You talk about hard stuff that people are often afraid to talk about. Thank you for doing this. You help me more than you will ever know. That means the world to me because the reason that we are so open and vulnerable and talk about the hard stuff is because, you know, we need to hear it too sometimes. And it's hard to find people that are genuinely just real. And whether it's something that's likable or not, you, you know, we just share it because, you know, not everyone, not everyone does that. And so, and like, I feel like we need, that's like human nature though. Like some things that people aren't necessarily comfortable with it's just human nature and we should talk about it because if we don't, then it's always awkward and weird and uncomfortable. And I think that's why there's so much depression and anxiety in this world. So anyways, thank you for that star five-star review. She's my girly. I really, really appreciate it. And I know Doug does too. I'll speak on behalf of him since he's upstairs hassling with our daughter, trying to get her to go to sleep. I was just saying how there's no place to engage within the podcast, but that's not necessarily true. That's only if you listen on Apple for the podcast, which I think the majority of people listen through iTunes. But if you go to the Himalaya app, if you download the free Himalaya app, which is we're partnered with Himalaya, and this is the reason why you can listen, engage, and follow all your favorite podcasts from one app rather than having to go to the Instagram or, you know, only be able to leave a review, which is really one sided. We're not able like as a podcast host, I'm not able to talk back to you, which is like unfortunate because the whole point is that I mean, I can imagine when you leave a review, you're hoping for for us to be able to see it and to respond to it, which is why we always give you shout outs to say thank you. But over on the Himalaya app, we can actually respond to any comment that you have. So if you want to download that, it's a free app. 
and um, follow us. It's just Hot Marriage Cool Parents. And you can listen to all of our episodes a day early. Plus, you can leave comments on individual episodes or you can leave a review. But either way, I'm able, as like the podcast host, I'm able to go in and see your comments and reply to them, which is really, really nice because then you don't have to go to Instagram or Facebook or some other platform in order to talk to us. So it's just another way that we can actually truly engage with you and get to know you more. But anyways, I really just wanted to say from from the bottom of our hearts, thank you so much for being such loyal, loving, amazing girlfriends and guy friends. And, you know, today is just you're kind of this week's like a breaking point for Doug and I. I mean, we were due to have our second baby last week and, you know, we're still not pregnant. So it's literally been 18 months of trying to get pregnant. We've had two losses within those 18 months. And I guess, you know, I was just with one of my nurse friends the other day and she's like, Jamie, it's time. And what she meant by that is that, you know, it really is. It's time for me to reach out to a fertility specialist and see what the hay is going on with my body. Or, you know, I mean, I was just kind of curled up crying to Doug, which is so embarrassing to admit out loud, but like, it's just so sad. It's like, I don't know what's going on. Like I, we really, you know, our goal was always to have four children and then to adopt two. And I, I, I just didn't think it would be so hard. Like, I I don't know. I just can't even like fathom. And so anybody out there who's also in the boat of trying to have a baby or who has gone through several losses, uh, mama, I feel your pain and I'm right there with you, but we're going to get through it. And, you know, I almost feel guilty because I have my daughter, Henley, and it's like, man, was I, I, I'm so thankful for her. Like, I'm just like, I can't even tell you how, how blessed I feel because I know what it's like to have a loss without having a child at home. And so, you know, our first son, Jonathan, we delivered him at 17 weeks and one day and I went home to like an empty bed, an empty house, like nothing, you know, just emptiness all around me. And I'm just so thankful. So, so, so very thankful for my daughter, Henley, because it does help ease some of that pain. It really, truly does. And I, I'm and I'm also trying to focus on being more positive. I feel like lately I have been a bit of a negative Nancy. I've been a little bit like, woe is me. Like, why can't I get pregnant? And I, that's not who I am. I don't want to be that girl. Like, I, I don't want to be unappreciative for the all of the amazing things that I have in my life. Um, without rambling on about this too much. Um, but I feel like I can talk to you guys and I thank you so much for listening and for actually caring and for sending the positive vibes and so much love and support. It's, it's really palpable. Like I can feel the love and support from each and every one of you. And I just, I genuinely want to thank you for that because it's a rough go over here (laughs) right now, but I know that I'm not alone either. Like, I mean, thank you so much for those of you who are going through it with me, who send me your messages And even the stories of, you know, your rainbow babies and that you did get pregnant after all, like, that that always gives me so much hope. So thank you so much for sharing that with me. I mean, it really means the world to me. But tonight, um, Doug and I are going to do something a little different. He's upstairs putting Henley to sleep. As you guys know, we've told you before, we're so transparent and honest on this podcast. We do this while she's sleeping because 
we are one day we're gonna be able to afford a whole team but right now we're not that level and so we do this while she's sleeping and she's not quite to sleep yet so he's upstairs putting her down and girlfriend is teething so if she's anything like last night she's probably not going to stay down for long so then we'll tag team Doug will come down and say hi while I'm upstairs you know soothing her and trying to get her to sleep you know she's two years old now and well not yet I still have a few days <laughs> she'll be two. Oh my god my baby's gonna be two. she'll be two on the 22nd I like wow like mind blown it goes by so fast anyone who has kids in their life it's like all of a sudden you realize how fast life really goes when you're watching their birthdays and you're like okay so two years just went by that fast whereas like when you don't have kids in your life you're you're just kind of like oh two years what's the big deal like I don't know like that's how it was for me like I was just it never seemed that like that fast until I had a baby and I'm like whoa life goes fast and real fast speaking of her birthday so we last year full on party. Okay. I had it there. It was catered. There was a keg. There was lots of different food options. I had like all these activities. I had, you know, a two flower walls made just for picture purposes. I had a photo booth shot like set up. I mean, I had a full on party for her first birthday and I started planning it six months in advance. Girlfriend's turning two in less than a week, and I just ordered some shark things from Amazon. So that's good. I got that done. <laughs> it's going to be baby shark theme. And that's about it. I don't have anything done for her birthday. But I'm like, you know what? This year, I'm going to straight up order pizza, and there's going to be some cupcakes, and there's going to be some blow up pools, and everyone's going to have a great time. And I'm not going to stress, not this year. <laughs> But back to like the the fertility thing. So yeah, I'm I have called the fertility doctor, um, and I'm just waiting to hear back. I haven't heard back from him yet. I called him a couple days ago, and of course we're gonna share this part of our journey with you guys because I feel like if it could be helpful to anybody, then I would want to to help someone else. I mean, this is a rough rough situation, and honestly. The fact that so many of you have shared your journeys with me has helped me and it would be kind of like, I don't know, it just wouldn't be right for me not to share mine right back with you. So, um, yeah, so we'll be sharing, I mean, about that. I'm, I guess I, I'm hoping that I just need like a little pill called Clomid and, you know, I'm a labor and delivery nurse. So I know that there's like little, there, it could just be something super small. Like maybe I just need Clomid and that will just help my eggs be released and then we'll get pregnant and life will be great. <laughs> I don't know. Ah, uh, okay. Um, anyways, here comes Doug. Okay, by the look of his face, I'm going to get up and I'll let him sit. I'm going to go take care of her. She's still not down yet. Oh, the parent life. I love every second of it, though. I never complain about this because, you know, when you want a child and you can't have one, you just appreciate even the hard moments. That's the silver lining that's come from not being able to get pregnant is that you appreciate even the rough moments with the baby you do have. <laughs> okay, I'm going to go and I'll let Doug talk now. Are you looking for someone to share their deepest, darkest secrets on keeping their marriage spicy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you like please dish on how to be a cool parent? Because yeah, I don't know. Please tell me. 
Well, Jamie Yotis and Doug Hayner have got all you hubbies and wifeys and mommies and daddies covered. Yep, that's us. Because each week, we're finding a guest who will spill all their dirty secrets. Oh, yeah. Because we all want to keep our marriages hot and our parenting cool. Here's the show. So Jamie and I are going to take a different approach to this podcast. Jamie and I thought that it would be fun to do some sort of game for the podcast, try something different. So there's going to be a series of questions that Jamie has no idea about. I'm going to say the questions. She won't know what it is. She's going to come back and record her answers. I think it's going to be fun. I'm going to propose five questions and I'm curious to see what her answer is. And I'm sure she's curious to see what my questions are. Jamie, question number one. Outside of Henley and our wedding date and when we got married, what was your favorite day or favorite moment ever since the start of our relationship? Okay. Um, so I just heard his question. I finally got my daughter to sleep. <laughs> and Doug is just upstairs now playing a video game. And I'm going to answer all these questions. So... Okay, this is the first one he asked me, and I would say my favorite moment since the start of our relationship was probably our honeymoon. I don't know if you, if all of you listening have seen our story on Married at First Sight, but on our honeymoon, you know, that was the first time that I started to actually have like genuine feelings for my husband. We were married as strangers, and I didn't really like him at first. <laughs> and um, he just really won me over and I started having butterflies and I just remember looking into the camera being like, I think I like him. I'm going to keep it a secret. And it just is such a good memory. It was such a good feeling. And that's when I knew he was the one. <laughs> it wasn't when I married him, <laughs> but he knew that. Question number two. If you were stuck on a stranded island, what would you bring or what would you hope to have? And it can't be technology. It can't be myself or Henley. What would be that one thing that you would have to have? Well, it wouldn't be video games. <laughs> That's for sure. Uh, but I have a feeling that would be what Doug's would be because he can't wait to get upstairs and play a video game whenever he gets the chance. And he doesn't get the chance often because, you know, he works all day. But he seems to think that I wouldn't answer these honestly. So his excuse for running upstairs to play a video game is that I could record these answers honestly without him. Uh, likely story. I don't know if anyone else has a partner that uh, tries to get away with murder, but like leaves the evidence all over the front door. <laughs> Like leaves the glove laying on the sidewalk. Anybody know that reference? It sounds really dark. But anyways, to answer the question, I would have to say if it couldn't be my cell phone, if it couldn't be my husband or my daughter, I'd, oh God, I would always, this is terrible, but almost like a rope because I don't want to live without them. I don't know. That's, that's not really the answer. That's so dark. Um, I don't know. There's like nothing that I really need except from them. So, I mean, that sounds so cheesy, but it's so true. I guess a boat then, because I would sail any waters, even if I had to paddle boat my way to find them, I would. And I'd rather die trying than just sit around and 
hope that I get found. I would never just sit and be like, oh, someone help me. I always am the kind of person to like go out and try to conquer whatever problem it is and fix it myself or overcome it myself because I'll never just sit around and hope that someone rescues me. Like I will go out and fight for my own rescue. So yeah, I guess a boat so I can get back to my family because I freaking love them. (laughs) Question number three, what was your favorite and or most memorable moment in your life before you met me? Could be family, could be job, could be anything. What was your favorite memory or moment before you met me? Ooh, this is a tough one. I have a lot of favorite moments and memories before I met you, just like I have many after I met you. But I think that one of my most proud moments was when I had all three of my siblings living with me and we lived in like truly like a beat down shack. Like there was you know, pots and pans collecting the water from the drip, the dripping ceilings. There was the heat would like turn off. So we'd have to call the guy to come and help us in the middle of the night. We literally would scrounge for food. I wouldn't let them turn the heat up past 65 because and at some points 55, but, and I would be like, just go get another blanket because we just couldn't afford it. But I think my favorite moment was graduating nursing school and knowing that that will never happen to us again, because I can always have a job as a nurse. There's always job security in nursing. And it was just, that's just like such a reassuring feeling. And another super proud moment that I have is when I bought my very first trailer of my own so that you know, the state in order for me to have custody of my siblings, I had to prove that I could provide a home for them. And so I went out and bought a three bedroom trailer with like school loans, no joke. Uh, And I like gave the landlord a rent to own plan to prove that I could genuinely pay this off in a certain amount of time because I couldn't get a bank loan. And it was just awesome because we got to move into our very own home that I owned so no one could take it away from us. And we were able to go to like the dollar store and buy decorations and make it beautiful for us. And, you know, now that I'm out of that situation and doing better, I'm still not at a point where like I could hire an interior designer. I couldn't, you know, I don't have a personal trainer. I don't have a masseuse. I don't have a personal chef, but uh, one day I'm going to win the lottery and I'm going to have all of those things. (laughs) But the good thing is, is that even though now in our new home, we're still trying to decorate it, we've got the living room done. We've got the like formal room, which is really just a kid's playroom done and the kitchen's kind of done, but we still have to do the foyer, the dining room, my bedroom, guest bedroom, and Henley's room is kind of done also, although now she's getting older, so I'm going to have to transition that bed. And the thing is, is I have all these rooms that I still have to decorate, but I have, you know, I have no idea how to do it. And I recently discovered, actually probably about a few months ago now, I have re- discovered Modsy. I had never heard of Modsy. So essentially, it's this revolutionary online interior home design service that starts at just $69, which is a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of the cost of hiring an interior designer. You take a picture of whatever space it is that you want to decorate, and you get the measurements, you upload it into Modsy. And then their interior designers will give you two different plans for that room along with the furniture and everything. So it's amazing because it actually allows you to see in like a 3D technology exactly how your room will look and your space will look. And they have a price match guarantee that offers exclusive savings. So you can shop all the beautiful furniture right in your Modsy 
design. And another great perk is you get unlimited revisions. So they guarantee that you're going to land on a design that you love or you're going to get your money back. This month only, you can go to modsy.com, start a design project, and use the code HMCP to get 20% off. That's M-O-D-S-Y dot com. Use the code HMCP to get 20% off. I highly, highly recommend this site. It's really, really helped us. We're starting to uh, redo our bedroom right now. And to be able to see exactly what it will look like before you have to, before you go and spend all that money on buying the furniture, it's just so, it's just, it's amazing. So yeah, you can just go to modsy.com and use the code HMCP. HMCP to get 20% off. Question number four. What is your favorite unfiltered interview or being a host on unfiltered? Who is your favorite person or favorite person to talk to? Ooh, my favorite person to talk to on unfiltered. Well, right now for this season, it's probably Elizabeth because she's crazy. <laughs> like the girl is next level, but she's so interesting to talk to. And she doesn't, she's never, it's never boring. It's never a boring conversation with her. You're kind of always like, where is your head girl? <laughs> but somehow she always comes around and you're like, oh, okay, I get you. I get you. And also I feel like I really love how she's unapologetically her. Maybe people don't like vibe with that or whatever, but she is who she is and that's what you're going to get. And it's no, never like a surprise. I also really love talking to Shawnice. I think she was another one that I really enjoyed talking to. She's just so normal and down to earth. Deanna actually is another great one. She's from the season. She's just so real and down to earth. Um, I love Stephanie and AJ. AJ so quirky. I mean, they're, I don't know. I like them all. I mean, even Luke, it's, I love talking to them all because I'll tell you what, you're going to, you never know what you're going to get when you sit down with someone from Married at First Sight. Like you just don't like the, everybody is either exactly who they see you see on camera or you're like completely blindsided and you're like, wait a minute, that's not who I thought you were. And so then you try to get that out of them. Like for example, Matt from this season, at first I thought he was like this great stand up guy. And the further and further we get into the season, I'm like, okay, so you left your ring at home and you didn't come home for a whole the whole entire night and you have like no excuse whatsoever other than just like it is what it is like really dude like no you don't get away with that uh so I think honestly I really love talking to them all there's I mean it's so intriguing to me I like I've said it before I get paid to be nosy on, on Married at First Sight Unfiltered and I'm not I'm not mad about it <laughs> so that's probably those are my probably my favorite people and question number five, how did you get casted for The Bachelor? What did you do to prepare for that trip and, the, and filming for the show? Did you have any routines or did you work out different or anything? How did you prepare for Bachelor? Gotta be honest, these, are, these questions are throwing me for a loop. I wasn't expecting my husband to ask me about how I got prepared for The Bachelor. <laughs> but hey, I'm here for it. I'll answer it. So I did. I mean, so when I, first of all, when I went on The Bachelor, I was 23, I think. And so that's literally 10 years ago now. And I lived in that trailer that I talked about with my two sisters. They had both graduated though. So I was finally like free of being like, I guess like super responsible for them. So now they're, one was in college and the other was trying to see I mean now she was living with her boyfriend she was going to start college ended up getting pregnant but that's a whole other podcast um but anyways 
so yeah, I was finally free. I felt like I had fulfilled like my job at that point. Like I had just graduated college. I had taken care of my siblings. They're both graduated from school. So I was like, okay, um, I'm, you know, I'm ready for this. Although I didn't even know what it was. I never really watched The Bachelor. But I was like, I mean, if I get to go and I, my, my thought was that I was going to be The Bachelorette. I think everybody who doesn't, any girl who goes, signs up for that show just kind of who has no idea what the show's about just assumes that they're gonna be the bachelorette and they get to choose like which dude they want uh fun fact i was not on the bachelorette i was on the bachelor where i got to like compete with 19 gorgeous women actually i think there was like 27 of us on my season so i mean a lot of them went home the first night but still you're competing with all these beautiful intelligent ambitious confident women and i am like not confident I would I didn't think I was beautiful at the time, but I would say I was beautiful. And I I mean, I was certainly probably more ambitious than most. But uh yeah, that was not something that I I think I was ready for. I was kind of thrown in to like a lion's den, it seemed like, and I just I stayed by like the outskirts because I was so scared to get eaten alive by all these women because wow, it was uh, it was rough. They were really, really competitive about getting the love and attention of this guy who I like wanted to think was so hot, but like I just wasn't really that into him. His name was Ben Flanick. So if, I'm sure if some of you are listening are like, which season were you on? I was on season 16. It was with Ben Flanick. He's the wine guy from Sonoma. And nice guy. I don't really know him that well, to be honest. I never really got to know him that well. And I pretty much just made a fool of myself on the show. <laughs> if you want to laugh, you can Google me on The Bachelor, and you'll see me in a little red dress straddling him, teaching him how to kiss. So uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I clearly didn't prepare very well for it because I didn't make a very good first impression. So there's that. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I this was fun. I'm really glad that Doug did this because I feel like the beginning of this podcast, I was, you know, maybe a little bit down in the dumps a little bit about this whole infertility thing and not sure where it's going to go. And I feel like Overall in life, I've been a little kind of stressed, I guess, and emotional for sure and negative. And I'm really trying hard to break out of it. And so I was asking him, I was like, what can I do differently? Like, I, I wish that I could just break the spell of like just feeling like poo. <laughs> and so this was actually really fun. It was not what I was expecting. And I'm happy that he did it. And I think it was good that he did go upstairs and kind of just let me answer these and have fun with it because I actually had a lot of fun. I hope you guys did too. It was definitely different and I liked it. Before I go, I wanted to share these tips I've been following while trying to conceive just to kind of help improve my overall mood. You certainly could probably follow this type of a guideline even if you're not trying to conceive, but you're just trying to have a healthier lifestyle and just be good to yourself. So the first tip that I have is to reset your body. This is so good, even if you aren't trying to conceive. So I'm doing this 30 day challenge. I haven't shared about it at all, really, because I want to make sure I really genuinely like it and it actually works before I recommend it to anyone. But I know from doing the whole 30 previously that it definitely does work. And now that I'm a little bit further in, I feel comfortable saying, yeah, I definitely recommend doing this sort of like body detox. 
So essentially what I'm doing is I'm eliminating all sugar, gluten, alcohol, dairy, caffeine, all of it is from, is gone from my foods. And I'm adding in probiotics and lots of protein and fiber. And of course, I'm still taking my prenatals and I take a baby aspirin daily too, because one of the tests that I found out as I've been struggling to conceive a child is that I have this clotting factor disorder and I need to actually take a baby aspirin. And now that I know who my father is, it's like the reason that he went into surgery was for these something to do with his veins and something to do with his blood. And I don't know the whole story, but it kind of all makes sense. So the baby aspirin I'll be on for the rest of my life. But come to find out, maybe that was why I've had these losses previously was that my blood was clotting and it was kind of like like getting it was interrupting the oxygen flow and blood flow to the fetus the fetus the fetus that's forming. So um anyway, so I'm taking the baby aspirin daily too. But uh, the first week was really rough trying to do this detox thing. I mean, no joke. I guess it's like a real detox in the sense that like I was so foggy and sluggish and I just felt like blah, like there's no better way to describe it. I like could barely get out of bed and I felt like I almost felt sick. I actually did feel sick. And I was like, why do I feel sick when I'm now all of a sudden I'm being healthy and now I feel sick? Like what? I Give me back my sugar and my caffeine and my alcohol, my rosé. But now I know that that's you know, it always, it's always worse before it gets better. Right. So I just stuck it out and now I'm on the second week. I'm almost done with the second week actually. And I am starting to feel better. I turned a corner and so I'm not like singing its praises yet because I'm not quite sure how well this will work. But I do, like I said, I do know that I got pregnant with Henley on the whole 30. And this is something that's very similar to the whole 30, except it really eliminates even more. And I felt like my body, I just felt like I really, I like hit a limit and I was like, I'm done complaining. I'm going to do something about the struggles that I'm having. And it just felt like the right thing for me to do was to try to be as healthy as absolutely possible. And here it goes. I literally am eating rabbit food. (laughs) No joke. Um, But I'll let you guys know how it goes. It's not necessarily just for trying to conceive. Like I said, it's good for anybody who just wants to reset their body and start fresh, get rid of any of the toxins that you're carrying around and um, try to just live a healthier lifestyle. Tip number two, I've said this before, gratitude journal. I can't recommend this enough and I need to follow my own advice better because I haven't been doing it as religiously as I once did, but just sitting down every morning for a hot minute, like seriously, it doesn't take much longer than a minute or two, and just jotting down a couple things that you're really thankful for. And at first, you're going to like think of the same exact thing. You're going to be like, oh, my husband, my kids, my family. And then you're going to start to think of like the small things, like the fact that someone let you in while you were driving on the lane that was really, really busy, but they let you get over. I mean, all of a sudden you start to be thankful for these little things and you start to see that you smile over random things in life and you just feel good. And I need to get back to that place because I kind of lost that. But I, and this is why I wanted to share this because I was like, geez, like I didn't realize how impactful something as silly as like thinking, you know, the the customer who let you cut the line because you have a crying toddler. I didn't know how good that makes you feel throughout the day, like to just be thankful for these little things in life. But it turns out those those little moments, it turns your whole day around, not to mention the person that, you know, did you the favor. It turns their whole day around too to know that they're they feel appreciated, appreciated. And, you know, that makes everybody feel good. 
I can barely talk today. (laughs) Tip number three that I wanted to share was something that I think that is preached from the freaking rooftops on every single city, village, town you've ever been on. It's move your body, work out. It's so funny that everybody always talks about how this can directly impact your mood and your your overall well-being, but yet none of us do it. I mean, and I'm like guilty of it as well. I'll like sit and complain that I feel sluggish and I, you know, I'm negative and I can't get pregnant and all the things that are bad in my life. But then I never actually do the one thing that everybody swears will help have a positive impact. And that's workout daily. It's like I'll find anything else to do. And it comes down to just straight up laziness, really. I mean, I will find a million things that I have to do. And of course, we're all busy, but you can't find 30 minutes every day to just like get up and walk or something. That's just that just seems like an excuse and a little bit lazy. I hate the gym. I'll just say it like it is like I'm not a big fan of going to the gym. I don't like other people watching me work out. I just it's uncomfortable for me, but I can't sit around and (laughs) complain. And, And also like you don't have to go to the gym to move your body. You can easily power wash outside. That's what I did yesterday. I just spent a whole hour power washing my back patio and the instant gratification from seeing something dirty get clean and to know that you're sweating and really like like working up a sweat. It just feels so good. Uh, The other things you can do are like weeding or gardening or even just vacuuming, like cleaning all your windows. It's workout. I mean, you're really sweating by the time you're done with it. So just something as silly as house cleaning, running around, playing with with your children outside, you know, pushing them on the swing. It's something better than just sitting down, staring at the TV or even reading a book. I mean, just doing something actively to move your body is so, so beneficial for your mind. It really does help release endorphins. So I'm going to be one of those preachers, but I'm going to like literally direct the microphone right at myself and be like, move your body, Jamie. (laughs) But I figured I'd share that with you too, in case you have those struggles yourself. Although some of you, I know because you've sent screenshots and sent me and DM'd me with them or tagged me in them of you on the treadmill or in the gym. And I'm like, good for you, girlfriend. I'm proud of you. So if you are at the gym, actually, no matter where you are right now, take a screenshot of your location and tag me in it because I'd love to know where you're listening to this podcast. And if you're at the gym, my shout out goes to you right now. (laughs) I'm very proud of you or not even just at the gym. But if you're working out while listening to this, shout out to you hat goes off to you. All right. Tip number four is to meditate. Now, I got to be really honest. I have no idea how to meditate. I'm really not very good at that. But that's another thing that I hear over and over and over again is to just find some quiet time and meditate. And I downloaded an app. I downloaded an app to try to help me meditate. I, I, I found it useful for going to sleep. Um, and maybe a little bit for anxiety, but I don't truly know how to meditate. I, I always use the guided meditations because I don't know how to do it myself without someone telling me to like relax my body and my mind and loosen my joints and, and such. So if you're also someone who doesn't really know how to meditate on your own, then you could download an app. There's a ton of free ones. You don't have to pay for it. So I don't want you to like feel like it costs money. But yeah, download a free meditation app. You can even you can even find them on YouTube actually. And take a moment to just try to meditate. I truly, I mean, when I do do it, I do notice a big difference. So I just wanted to share that with you as well. And then last but not least, and this is a tip that I am learning every day because I'm the worst at this. Biggest tip I have is be gentle on yourself and know that you're doing the best that you can with what you're given right at this moment and allow yourself to make mistakes 
allow yourself to have time off, allow yourself to grieve and to heal in the amount of time that you need, because there should never be a time limit on those types of things. And honestly, this is something that, I mean, all of these things that I'm talking to you about, I've kind of struggled with because, um, you know, I'm not, I can't, I'm not saying, I'm not sitting here like, oh yeah, I do this every day and I'm so happy and living the life. That's really not like the point of this. I wish I could be that person. I'm not. I'm more like also on the same journey you're on. And I've found that these are the tips that I get relentlessly and I'm trying to incorporate them in my life as well. And I hope that they can help you also. But the biggest one that I have is this last one, which is to be gentle on yourself. So let's say you're trying to follow all five of these tips, right? The first tip is I literally have a list. I can I don't know if you can hear me turn the page, but I'm gonna I'm gonna list them. So the first tip is reset your body, get rid of any toxic type of food that you put into your body. Tip number two is a gratitude journal. Tip number three is move your body. Tip number four, meditate. And tip number five, be gentle on yourself. And of the five tips that I just listed, the absolute hardest one for me is to be gentle on myself because it's so easy for your head to just instantly attack you. Like, and what I mean by that is like me attack me and your head attack you. Like it's, we're just our, our own hardest critics. Like our biggest, our biggest enemies are sometimes ourselves. And it's so, so sad because we get one body, one brain, one life, and we really need to nurture it and love it and respect it. The way that we nurture love and respect our husbands or our wives or our children or our friends, you know, or strangers on the street. I mean, sometimes I can be nicer to the person walking by than I am to my own self. And it's kind of sad if you put it, you know, if you if you put it out there like that, I'm like, yeah, that's a good point. It's not very nice of me to be so mean to myself. But um, this is a big one for me because I don't talk to my dog the way that I talk to myself sometimes. So I am truly trying to be kinder to myself. And if you struggle with this, I hope that this helps you too. Because sometimes it just takes realizing that you're having such negative self-talk before you can actually change it. So if you're not sure whether or not you're mean to yourself, just sit down and have a quiet moment and see where your head goes. And if your head goes to, oh, I'm so fat or, oh, I'm so lazy or, oh, I'm, I'm so dumb, I, didn't, I couldn't figure this out, or, oh, I'm not good enough, then first of all, those are all lies, and those, and you shouldn't believe any of them. <laughs> and, and also, you know, don't go to someone else to try to find that, to fill that void or try to find that reassurance. This is something that I've learned in life. Try to find that from within. Like, try to teach yourself to love every curve of your body, to love every stretch mark that's on your belly or on your boobs or on your tush, to love your insecurities. I mean, whatever they may be, that's who you are. So whatever quirk for me, it's always I get awkward. I'm so awkward around people that I think are quote unquote better than me. And that's pretty much everybody because I just ha- I tend to I come from a very insecure state of mind. And I'm certainly working on it. And I'm certainly better than I once was. But I would always feel really awkward and insecure and not good enough in the presence of anybody. It could be someone who graduated college before, you know, someone who has both their parents that aren't drug addicts, like just something as simple as that. I always felt like, oh, well, I'm not good enough because I don't have both my parents and one of mine's a drug addict. And, you know, I just never felt good enough. And so I think that no matter what goes through your head at any given moment, just try to pay attention to that. And if it's something that's positive, that doesn't mean you're conceited or you're cocky. It means that you're confident and there's nothing wrong with that. And I'm learning myself that 
confidence is okay in life. It's just to know, you know, it's confidence while caring is like the tip because there's, there's a difference between confidence and cockiness. And, and chances are, if you're listening to this podcast, I'm going to go ahead and assume you're not cocky (laughs) because I just can't imagine that anyone listening to hot marriage school parents is cocky. I just, just can't imagine it. So those are the five tips that I have for all of you guys listening. And if you are someone trying to conceive, I highly, highly recommend following the tips. And I'm going to heed my own advice because I have been struggling to make sure that I get those five things done daily. But I really, really believe in the power of self-growth and self-healing and self-awareness and confidence. There's nothing wrong with self-love and learning how to love yourself. And as a matter of fact, I think it's absolutely crucial if you're a parent because somehow in our society, we've grown to believe that it's better to kind of diss ourselves and put ourselves down so that we're not quote unquote cocky. And we've lost the the realization that self-love is so, so important. We have got to change that for the next generation because as we all know, the suicide rates, the depression rates, the anxiety rates, they are skyrocketing. And I think that one way that we can help eliminate that is by increasing self-love and self-awareness. But anyways, uh, next week we have a very special Married at First Sight guest on. If you have anyone in particular that you want to hear from, let me know. You can head over to the Hot Marriage Cool Parents Instagram or even my Instagram page. It's at Jamie and Otis and leave me a comment or DM me or whatever you'd like to do. Uh, But just let me know who your suggestions are and what kind of questions you want answered. And I promise you, I will get them answered for you. And as always, we love you guys so much and genuinely appreciate you. Thank you so much for being such a good girlfriend. I appreciate it. Every week you show up here to hang out with us and we will forever show up to hang out with you as well. So we'll see you next week with this special guest from Married at First Sight. I'm so excited. Can't wait for next week. I'll talk to you then. Bye. Oh, and before I go, I just wanted to quickly remind you about Modsy. If you are looking for an interior designer at a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of the cost of what an interior designer would cost to show up at your front door, then just go to modsy.com and seriously, you just take a picture of whatever room it is and like send them the measurements and you get two different designs for such a great deal. So I just wanted to remind you about that. And if you happen to want a signed book from me, you can head to my website, jamieotis.com and you can get a copy of my book, Wifey 101. And I would love to personalize it for you. So if you'd leave a note and let me know who you want it signed to and maybe a little something about them, I would love to personalize it. I don't know if you can hear my dog barking, but I got to go now. Talk to you guys next week. Bye.